rolling over here. Ooh, it's a good clap, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> babies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes, I think it starts with your show. Babies and gentlemen. And ge- babies and gentlemen, welcome to the Valley Cast. For God's sakes, the three kooks that you guys are used to seeing on this channel are sitting around a table right now with the fourth kook, official uh, Kevin Blackie, sitting over there sipping iced tea. Got you, you're the, the fourth kook. And Over uh, there, we've sipping just iced been tea. That's like a 1990s s- rap lyric. Just sipping iced Kevin tea. Kevin in the corner sipping iced tea. <laughs> um, I really hope that he knows I like me. <laughs> because my self-affirmation is really important and it cares about me. Okay, we're we'll done. find it. <laughs> anyway, we'll so um, we're, we've just been shooting some stuff at the office today and we were having some fun here and we were just chatting and talking about this thing we have in the studio right now in front of Joe which is the physical copy of the movie movie game. And um, walk us through a description for our audio listeners yeah, here please. too. I Let's mean, paint truly, a photo. as a as a game nerd and as a movie nerd, I like am instantly in love with it. Yeah. Like it looks like something you'd see in Barnes and Noble and you'd be like, "Whoa, what? What is this?" And then you look at the back and it tells you what it is and it's like Okay, this is a game it's that like me and game. my nerdy friends could play together. Yeah. And so, and the box is like gorgeous. Casey Landerkin, mm-hmm. friend of the show, amazing artist. Go follow her on all the things. She created, created this this awesome poster. masterpiece. I was just like, hey, here's the doc for all of the the questions that I've created so far. I'm like, what can you do? And then I just, I'm like, I want a Drew Struzan esque poster that has just a bunch of these combos. And then she just took that. And did this all herself. Made this awesome poster available at DFTPA right now. Um, and then Ryan Faroki took that awesome poster and the elements, and he worked with Casey to create the box art, like he, create an actual thing. Like we, yeah. we we like created a thing here that's that you can get, and it's really cool. And we're all just nerding out about yeah. it. And the box is really cool office. too because the box itself, you know, it has a game inside of it. But the box itself is a game. Like yeah. try and guess all of the different. Uh, movie movie combos on the box yeah. and I'm telling you there's some in there that might sneak past you. I so, would just like to say too it's night and day from the original oh, design yeah. and uh, yeah. it's such a sigh of relief to see it come out so much better than uh, than what I was expecting let alone just complete dis- disillusion of all the fears because I was like I don't know how this is going to look when it shows up and this is just nice. One billion percent. Yeah. It's pleasant. Like, it's, it's just I mean and it's like I we're just nerding out because we it's a labor of love obviously and uh there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this fucking game. So, Excuse my French. Labor of love, actually. Labor of love, right, actually. Boom. See, we're, and, all, uh, we're all poisoned now. <laughs> and it's kind of like all you come combine to... combine words with other ones. It, it's, it's all kind of like uh, joined at this moment where we have the physical game in our hands, and it's such a unique, cool thing to see this thing go from a stupid video that Joe brought to us and, and masterfully crafted. Master into and this... commander crafted. <laughs> <laughs> the crafted. And uh, and here it is in front of our faces, and it's super cool. We're just nerding, about, nerding out about it and also being very self-congratulatory off camera about it because it's like cool that we made a uh-huh. game, and here it is right in front of us, and if you want it, you can get it, and it's really fun, and people really like it, and Joe put a lot of his life into this thing. It's and, been a year, man. Yeah. I've been, the the amount of writing and staring at prompts and then going over them and then self-editing and it's, it's, the it's cured, I don't want to say cured, but it's reminded my brain that there's things other than YouTube brain, which is, we're so used to such quick turnaround with everything we do. Like, oh yeah. We have Instant an idea. Gratification. We shoot it and we get it up. Like, at the most, it's a couple weeks, right? But usually, it's a, it's a week or a few days to get a piece of content up. I'm a get it up and then shoot it kind of guy. You I know tell what I mean? you, I tell you. We'll be back at the know. top of the hour, folks. Delta? I know is what that why? Saying. Here's Elton is John. Delta? Is that why you're high five? Is it Delta? Is that why I'm not getting high five? There it is. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> is it more personal? Is, is it, it a personal, is it personal thing? thing? Is it Delta? Is it COVID? <laughs> but the uh, the point, I guess, the point is, is like this thing. <laughs> 
took a long time and it's it, yeah we're, they were still not over every single hump yet like no there's still a road to travel um, but it but it's a road to perdition a certain road to perdition uh but we but perdition like, of and the not dead. to turn this into like a huge promotional tool right in the beginning of, an, of another promotional tool but um we're just really excited posted about it. on all of our promotional platforms right. mm-hmm. but we're excited about it and a lot of pe- a lot of friends and uh cohorts put blood sweat and tears into this thing and joe certainly and kevin and casey and elliot and myself and ryan and like it's it's a big team so it's cool yeah. that we're we're seeing the physical thing like it's that's that's where we're at we're yeah. just we're we're obviously promoting it but we're excited about it and thank you to anybody who has it on its way so now yes. you know too it's on its way and we got the option to play with it and make it better yep. yeah and that's why we kind of, i mean more than anything that's why we have it in front of us too is because we shot a fun thing earlier that you guys will see eventually that was fun it was really fun and so we were like fuck it why don't we do some of that here on the show today at some point so at some point on the podcast today we are going to do a competitive head-to-head movie movie game we'll do like a little mini we'll do a mini version between elliot and i and kevin can play too and uh, we'll just do a first answer we'll just do it (laughs) and joe i'm curious too because you've really been living in this fucking thing um do you think you could play I could. I might but have like a little you, bit of an advantage. Do you there think are you some have too I, much of an advantage? Can we find out? There are some that I have forgotten for sure. Go for it. Bring it up. But remember that I also had to pour over every card in this mm-hmm. deck mm-hmm. right when I got sure. it to double check. But I also know you're stressed a lot and maybe you don't remember any of it. I am very yeah. stressed. Maybe yes. you blacked out during And it. you're an old man and you forget things. I am a very and stressed old man and I forget things yeah. and I am dying. Um, yes, I am doing all those things. Yeah, find a card. Let's, let's see what we can do. I'm trying to find one that um, might be a challenge. Like, and just so you but, all know, like we said, we have this prototype. I've done final notes on it. We've we've already fixed those cards. The We're probably going to shut down orders in about a week or so, and then we're sending them to print. And then after that, it's however long it takes to get printing done, and yeah. then however long it takes to to freight over to us and then however long it takes to fulfill orders. And we're going to kind of be at the whims of the crazy ass world right now. Oh yeah. We're hoping it's to... apparently it has a lot to do with the boat getting stuck in the canal. Yeah. Have we talked about messed this? a lot up. <laughs> yeah. That thing that we just thought was hilarious and would never Somehow ever affect us in any way. It affected us. Somehow. Dude, there's people that are like, we're waiting like six plus months. For, yeah. for like game pieces that they were updating. Jesus Christ! So I'm hoping we get to uh, we get to avoid that. Christ on a saltine cracker. That's what my mom used to say. It's a really, different right game. on a saltine. <laughs> that is a different game. <laughs> um, One that I'd play in the dark with friends. Okay, uh, this is a this comes from the TV show movie game expansion pack that I Damn, really I'm, intelligently <laughs> opened from the completely wrong. I like end. tried to press the applause button on the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't work right now. All right, so you guys want to just tap in? Yeah. Well, let's see if Joe. Like, I'll go against Joe. Yeah. Yeah, because you you will probably know these, and I'm yeah. curious. I'm gonna say it really Don't quick. Don't hold back. If you know it, just do it. I, I shouldn't have even it, told like, you it's TV. Movie. If you know okay. right away, just do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. 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 No hesitation. We'll see. I mean, You're gonna know fine. it. That's I'm just curious. This cards. is more of an experiment to see if because yeah. the idea was always like Joe has been behind the scenes of this game, even the video version of it for the longest yep. time, and the and Joe's a big movie fan, and obviously he put his love of movies and TV shows and video games and shit into this awesome thing. Um, but I always was curious what it would be like for Joe to play. Mm-hmm. It would require Elliot and I and Kevin to to take over for like one video or something but i really want to do it because i think this is a game you would love too i think as I would biased be, as i you think are. i would be okay at it I, i've yeah. never claimed that i'd be great i think i'd be just under like a steve level interesting hmm. but the game. willems are just unstoppable well together much. they're unstoppable yeah, yeah. All, all right, right. here we go Let's here see. we go Kids answer geography trivia questions on a quest to find a special pottery enthusiast with an ear for the Righteous Brothers. That's uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego ghost. Well, it's a fun experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, let me pick one. Let me pick one. (laughs) That's a good question. That's a good prompt. Yeah, it's a very good one. Some of them I'm like, that's a good one. But there's a couple in there where I'm like, that one's that. Okay, that's a filler. No, yeah. (laughs) We've had one of those in the video. I'm organically going going into the video game pack. I will say they're all, all the packs are fun. I think video game might be the toughest. Just in general? Mm -hmm. Just in general, yeah. Because I tried my best to not, like there are some 
um, multiple occurrences of, of some movies, especially for comedy. There's you'll see once you get it. There's some that I leaned into pretty uh, frequently, but um, I also tried to like make sure across all three packs the movies were as different across the board yeah. as possible. So there are some some obscure ones in there for sure. And you're just a huge Kevin Spacey fan. Huge Kevin Spacey. Fan. <laughs> so one one third of the deck yeah. is Kevin Spacey. You had to put as much as you could in there. Yep. Okay, okay. This one's this one's tough. Like Elliot. Like no way. Like tell That's me if you even think this is something. No, you could get. no. Yeah, let's I just see if Joe can it. remember. But this I'm... is for Joe. Uh, this is from the video game expansion of the movie movie game. Bitly.com slash movie movie game. There we go. Or kickstarter.com slash movie game. It is funny that we say bit.ly when you can just go to Kickstarter. That's true, yeah. yeah. And it does but make it a little it. bit more. Like bit.ly is like, what is that? When you say Kickstarter, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm, I could <laughs> be a like part a of this thing. Scam, like. <laughs> right. Merlin bequeaths knowledge upon an apprentice who will prove worthy enough to raise the king blade and land sick kickflips and ollies in the warehouse with his X Games friends. I know it. It's one of my favorite ones. Go for it. I know it too, but it if is, you know it. You want, can we say it at the same time? Yeah. One, two, three. Sword, Sword in, in the, the Stony Hawks Pro, Pro Skate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sword in the right. Stony Hawks Pro That's Skate. That's such a good one. I love that one so much. That's, That's a, a good great one. one. Okay. Uh, Explosive guy blows up rocks and enemies in his path to progress and fall in love with that plastic department store model that comes to life only for him. I know this one, Elliot. Do you know this one? <laughs> no, I don't, Joe. I'd love to hear the answer, though. That, I like okay. this. So it's, it's a good one, it's but let's one. let's go through the hints. So there's hints on the cards, yes. and then there's also, See if, if, I can, if, if you I guys can. don't know, there's a, a release date bonus system that if you can guess the release dates, you can have bonus points if you want to play that way. But let's say we do, I don't know this. What is the what's hint one? Okay, so explosive guy blows up rocks and enemies in his path to progress. Okay, the hint is an SNS game, a SNES game, if you will, SNES. Sorry, Super Nintendo Entertainment System mm-hmm. game, the second of the Nintendo Entertainment Systems. The mm-hmm. first one was the Nintendo Entertainment System. I suppose if it's not counting Game Boy, that's true. But mm-hmm. the first was the first of the Nintendo mm-hmm. systems because Game Boy is a Game Boy, not a Nintendo. Oh, gotcha. Or no, this is a NES or a SNES. This is a SNES. SNES. That's right. SNES. Hint one: SNES game came with the Super Multi Tap, so four could play at once. See, we learn things in this game. That's as well. cool. I didn't so, know that. I know what that is. Now read hint two. Hint for... two is Kim Cattrall goes full on plastic. <laughs> so <laughs> good hint too. Yeah, it's a great hint. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. But it. like, okay, so Elliot, like Bomberman, is, yeah, I is could a think classic. Mega Man, yeah. So Bomberman was the bomb. Guy oh, you just said that. So what those say? together? Mega Mannequin. No, no, you <laughs> just said Bomberman. Bomber Mannequin. There Bomber it is, Bomber Oh, I thought you were just referring to Mega Man as Bomber Man, even though I knew that NES or SNES right, wouldn't be right, Mega right. Man, right? Was that somebody else? Uh, that no, Mega Man was on Nintendo oh, really? and eventually made it to SNES. Now, See, if I had a to... lot of this is just them helping me along like an old man through <laughs> the video game aisle. Well, listen, these are the type of organic discussions you and your friends can have with the movie, movie game, and the expansions, the video game, movie game, game, movie game, and the TV game, movie game, video game, movie TV game. We did it. Slash Bitly. <laughs> Anyways, it's fun. It's a good thing. Anyway, all right. So, enough shameless self promotion, but it was just exciting. So, we figured we'd Super talk about it. Super Dude, Sword in the Stony Hawk is that's that's, that's like good. that's, that's like good. a next level. Really good. Um, I love that one. So, I wanted to really quick, Elliot, um, pick your brain a little bit because I remember so a couple of podcasts back or a, f- a couple few podcasts I, I back, did, mm-hmm. we were talking about aliens. Yeah. And we got real deep into like where current theories are and what documentary statuses are and like kind of our own theories and stuff like that. But I want to know if since then, have you learned anything new or are you anywhere different with aliens currently? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we go, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I love this, by the way. Like, I love talking about this. I recently spoke with a buddy of mine who I hadn't seen in a while, and we immediately picked up the conversation of UFOs. And I was like, oh, I was like, I love this subject very much. Uh, What what are your take on it? And uh, he sent me all of these uh, book recommendations. And he sent me a journal article on the UFO taboo, uh, the most widely accepted hypothesis for why there is a UFO taboo, uh, specifically mostly in America since the 40s and 50s. 
and mm -hmm. uh, why people feel like they can't talk about it and all this stuff. And basically, it was called sovereignty and UFOs. And it was this idea that basically our entire society is built on this idea of anthropocentrism, which is the idea that humans are the absolute best. Mm -hmm. So all of our government systems are based on the idea that we are in charge. We are the most advanced species on this planet. We love animals. We don't necessarily think they have consciousness like we do. We think that we're special in that regard. And so the idea of an unidentified flying object is in itself a threat to anthropocentrism, which is what all of our government systems are built on, all of our, our borders, all this stuff. And so that was basically the, the interesting journal article. It was written by a guy named W. UNDT Wundt or something like that and he's like a social scientist and so that was super interesting and Whoa. then yesterday it's funny you mentioned this I, wa I did watch a Reddit AMA with uh, the director of the phenomenon that really good uh, yeah that mm -hmm. you, that Amazon documentary yeah best probably UFO documentary ever and he's currently working on a second one uh, about the Roswell incident of Brazil so there was oh, a oh they had was, their own yeah and this was in 1996 and so unlike with Roswell these people are still alive and it was one of those events <gasps> He's specifically doing close encounters of the third kind where humans have supposedly contact with whatever beings are controlling the ship. And he went through all these questions about what he's seen, what he hasn't seen. He seemed like a very uh, legitimate person. In terms of what I think they are, I have no idea. Wow, so you're like... Very fun. So, because I think last time we spoke, you were like, I think I'm leaning towards interdimensional. Still, yeah. Still leaning towards interdimensional? Yeah. Jacques Vallée I really like, but then there's all these like... I mean, it is just so... Then there's like the nuts and bolts it's theory. It's endlessly versus, fascinating. Yeah, it is endlessly fascinating, yeah. And it's so, uh, it's interesting that everyone has like an idea of what it is, but they're called unidentified flying objects. Like if you yeah. have, if you accept that they are unidentified, uh, that's weird. And so this paper talks about what they did was they switched the emphasis to the word object. So they made it a non-object. So it would be something that would, it would go, um, oh, whatever those are, those are just, uh, there, there's nothing out there. The unidentified flying objects are just military experiments or something like that. They're uh, anomalies, like psychological anomalies that are popping up. People are lying. There's hoaxes. So that anytime they just removed the objecthood of the UFO uh, as a way of basically dealing with it because they have no better way of maintaining. Wow. Um, Do you think that creates calmness when they remove of the object yeah i guess it like is supposed i forget exactly what the argument was and it's kind of complicated and it's based on like critical theory and all this stuff and i don't it kind of went over my head a little yeah. bit but it was something like that it basically was you 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 cannot acknowledge that these are things because if you do it opens up so many different possibilities yeah. that are a they don't we don't have the ability to kind of deal with well i guess we don't have the ability to deal with like in on an individual basis let alone a as societal. a society and yeah we're, we're kind of dealing with a lot right now right right and i and it's so crazy how it's like all this alien stuff is kind of kicking up a little bit yeah because like we're all kind of in this state of panic and concern yep. and guarded like you know we're all kind of vulnerable and it's like really interesting timing yeah, I think that is what I get most excited about. There right. seems to be some kind of synchronistic connection with how people are all stressed out. And these things, I guess I was reading something, some a report of a guy talking to a dude in the military who was saying that, like, it was a guy who worked at the Air Force, and you could take all this stuff with a grain of salt. Everybody could be making everything up all the time, mm, right. but whatever. Um, if you imagine it to be true, it's super fun. And basically, he was like, are we seeing an increase in activity? And the Air Force guy made like a wave motion. And then he was like, it goes like this. Like, this is kind of how the activity goes. He's like, right now, we're at like a, and then he motioned as the, we're at the top of a wave uh, for some reason. Um, and you can see like patterns in the past. Like, you can see the wave, like, it, you know, it might not be like linear, but, but, yep. but there's it like problems. Yeah, yeah. You could totally see how activity wow. picks up sometimes, and then sometimes there's years where we don't hear shit about UFOs. We don't hear shit about aliens. No one's got new theories. Yep. And yeah, that makes total sense that we're kind of on the top of a new hump. Right. Well, and, and we're all looking for a distraction as well. well. For sure. So it's like, something and, and, to escape into. Yep. It's transcendence, right, desire right. for a deus ex machina. Yeah, there's all sorts of... Well, there's that whole feeling of like, like hopelessness in politics and and humanity and social issues and things like that you kind of ha can't help but feel the the pressure of hopelessness yeah um you when you think about like something beyond our worries something beyond our comprehension it kind of protects you from 
yep. things a little bit. You can use the idea of an unknown as a possibility for being saved or a possibility of hope or a possibility yep. of 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 we'll not call it, we'll call it the hope variable the hope variable yeah mm-hmm. it's it's like a, you the variations of like yeah whatever anyway but i i it's interesting how like thinking of an outside anything and with what you were saying which is so fucking fascinating the idea that our whole society is based on the sub, the, the subconscious the conscious idea that we are the number one power of the universe Mm -hmm. and then suddenly faced with the possibility of that being untrue being like consciousness breaking and i think even in this even in the article they were saying that like an argument against the idea that that people generally think that we're the top of the, the whole deal is that if you believe in god people would then be like well i believe in god so i believe of course that there's something far greater than us but even most people who subscribe to that worldview would say that God typically does not meddle in our affairs very much. Right. And he doesn't try to, like, he kind of keeps his distance, you know. He has a plan. It's a personal thing. It's not like, it's just like oh, he's going to jostle everything around. Um, and so it's still kind of anthropocentrism, even if you, and the governments themselves have to be because they have to go, you know, we're the government, we're in charge, we have to protect all these people, uh, and we can't protect them if we don't know what it is, so right. we have to pretend that there's nothing there. And, and, and for the idea of like and religion and uh, being a concept of something higher than us, but um, but in control of like things makes it different yeah. too, because it makes you feel like, well, if the, if God has a plan, then like all of this is meant to happen, and no matter what, everything will be okay, yep. and and that like protection is would would still keep you within the confines of we are the ultimate power of the universe or whatever because we were created in God's likeness and God is like... Yeah, you're still assuming you're the one that needs protection. Right. You're and the you're star the of the you're the center of God's yeah. like focus and shit. And Not it, and, like the, the pork that you're eating. Right, right. So when you go beyond God and you go to like aliens or like other dimensions or whatever, you think like... Well, what are their intentions, and what, and are they t- protecting us? Do they even, yeah. you know, are, do they have a plan for us that aligns with like our beliefs and shit? Well, listen, I will tell you, just as a research project, I I did buy tickets to see Angels and Airwaves live, uh, and so yeah. I will get information regarding, <laughs> dude, from the ultimate source, Tom DeLonge of Blink One Eight Two. Just those moments when it's like in between songs, and they just tend to like. Talk just a little bit too much yep. and kind of get lost <laughs> yep. in the conversation. Uh, man, I was watching it because I bought the tickets after watching a YouTube video <laughs> like a couple years ago. And that dude is, I mean, I love the guy. I love the guy, but he was on stage and he was just like, so I got this punk band that got really fucking famous. Uh, and then I uh, decided, you know what? I'm going to figure out what's going on with aliens. <laughs> and then, you know what? I asked the government to let me in. And you know what? It worked. <laughs> I don't know well, he, anything about this. Yeah, he, he's just gone bonkers a little bit. He definitely has some ideas that are pretty bonkers, but he's he, like a Jose Canseco. I don't know. Tom De, Tom Delaco. <laughs> Jose Tom Delaco. Um, he uh, he left Blink One Eighty Two to start what's called To the Stars Academy, where he was trying to create entertainment and arts uh, specifically around the idea of UFOs because he's been obsessed with UFOs for a while. And in doing so, he reached out to a bunch of government officials and actually wound up like getting on this like board, essentially, and talking to a bunch of head up people in the government. And so he's kind of a figurehead this now. This is what happens when you're rich. He was he, responsible for exactly like, <laughs> releasing a video or something, wasn't he? Like he... he was doing, and he released a book series that has oddly good reviews. And the whole purpose of the book series was because he knew he couldn't get military people to just say the what they wanted to say so he wrote a fiction book that <laughs> no has, way yeah it's a Dude, whole just series imagine being as rich as you could possibly ever want to be for i'm just throwing this number out there for 20 years imagine for 20 years you yeah. are as rich as you will ever need to be what are you doing during that 20 years i tell you exactly i'm like, taking 60 million dollars and i'm knocking on the government's door <laughs> exactly I'd like like, to see the aliens. But usually it's like by year 20, that's where you're at. Because you've done all the things that like normal people that become rich do, which is like they buy big houses and cars and like they do the whole thing. But it's like you don't get to the like, now I want to knock on the government's door and learn about aliens until you're like the most bored rich person. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so you're performing in front of uh, I'm done. Thousands, hundreds I'm done of thousands of people. Stadiums. <laughs> I'm just. I want to uh, be on the board of. I'm over it. <laughs> I can kind of see it though, being being on stage and having an out of body experience. <laughs> yes. Probably aliens. None of this is real. Yeah. <laughs> All the, the small me? things. And what that's, if, that's what the if thing. were the small things? Yeah. See, that's the other what thing. What if there's something bigger? Like that yeah. 20 years or 30 years of however Tom DeLong. What's his name? Tom, Tom DeLong? DeLong? However long DeLong, he's yeah. been famous, he's gotten to do everything you can possibly think yep. of and everything he's could possibly ever want to do. And then imagine like, because we have like existential crises all the time, right? Like I think about how... Um, like you know the thing like nothing matters like truly nothing matters no one knows yeah, what they're I doing i have those moments too frequently where i'm just like what are we doing like why are we doing this nihilistic like, uh there's pointless yeah and it's like but we're also like working and struggling and trying to find our way but if you're someone who's like has infinite like expenses and you feel existential dread like what <laughs> what happens yeah. like you probably go down the rabbit hole so deep you become jim carrey that you become jim carrey yeah. and you become jose canseco and randy quaid and like the guy from Blues Traveler and like all yep. those motherfuckers that just the guy they from dig Blues like Traveler. they're I my just, favorite. Those are my favorite subgenre of, of uh, human celebrities. But here's all the thing, the man. Little crazy, uh, I, like the Carries, the DeLongs. I, so I don't now, know about that one guy. I just don't. Randy. I just don't want this to Popper. happen. To John you, Popper. Elliot. That's his name, oh, right? I, I have a good support system. Okay, good. Because yeah. I think what happens is, is man, you get you dig too deep. You get too yep. close to that core, and you start to learn shit you don't want to learn, and you start to learn shit that Some breaks your brain. Some people call that truth, Steve. Some know, people call man, that the light. Most people don't want to do that because they don't want to deal with the existential yep. dread that comes from learning how things actually work, where your iPhone actually comes from. It like breaks your brain. Yeah, I think conspiracy theories function like a gland in your brain that if you keep Tapping into it, it just grows and grows and grows, and then it becomes like a tumor that eats well, the rest of your brain. Help and you're like, I like, if you understood, if you opened your eyes, and you didn't <laughs> right, research, right. And you're like, okay. But the thing is, is like to a degree, I don't disagree. Like, I think you should open your eyes, yeah. but like, I also feel like because unfortunately, there are people who want to know the truth and then keep continuing to search for it. And then there's the people who want to know the truth and get led down a completely different path and learn very incorrect shit and believe very dangerous stuff. And it perpetuates this like crazy culture. All these things have like fissures that like stick out of them and connect to other things. And it's like, and it just, it's all damaging. Before you know it, you're a flat earther. Right. I went down that wormhole because I was like, this can't be real anymore. For how many minutes did you believe in a flat earth? Oh, oh, Joe, I swear to God, none. <laughs> Good. He's I still want around, that on folks. record. Elliot's still around. And unidentified flying objects are unidentified. I just find it We haven't it lost Elliot Dude, yet. I was listening to a, a podcast with a smart guy talking. I forget who the guy's name. I'll try to find it another time. But he was talking about how the internet is, you know, it's been so beneficial for society, but it's broken us as well, probably to a point where we're never going to come back because everybody is an expert now. Right. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's an expert or at least feels like they are distrust will oh, will permeate through yep. everything and we're we're seeing the problematic um societal impl- 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 implications right now right um you know with- well how do we deal as logical as we can be humans that grew up in our bubble of privilege or whatever like how do we deal with the fact that the truth is a very difficult thing to uncover like yeah i think there's a millennial uh difference between our generations both younger and older because we saw we saw this happen right like our parents it, it like, happened while we were alive yeah, yeah and i see like a lot of my parents and all the the relatives that i have on facebook and stuff and they don't it's like they they were unprotected like they had right. like they got beat over the head with so much misinformation and now it's yeah it's like it's like too late it's like there's no way of, like no one trusts institutions but, and but, so but for the, sometimes good reason and right. then and then it leads to dangerous uh, things. But I feel like the way we deal with it is US is US. we accept mm-hmm. that like we're never going to know the full truth and we just kind of like do as much research as we yeah. possibly can. We try to analyze, we try to find the middle ground, we try to find as much of the truth as we can find and then you just kind of have to accept it on an individual yeah, basis. I, and, and you, oh, go ahead. 
you go after you. No, I was gonna say just. I mean, for me personally, it's it's. I still operate and always have from a position of I am. I don't know everything. I accept that I don't know everything. I'm not an expert in any of these things that we're talking about, and I'm always going to default to the experts. Now, do experts make mistakes? Are, are humans fallible? Yes, of course. But you don't just listen to one expert. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to take that for distrust across the board for people that are that are more skilled yeah. and educated and, and legitimately smarter and more capable than me in in all of these different realms that we're talking about. The thing that, that we're talking about in this podcast is that the distrust is problematic because back in the day when we weren't all experts, you would default to the experts naturally pre-internet. Yeah. It's like you just mm-hmm. would. And, and that pool was very shallow. There wasn't a lot of those people. Um, but now everybody thinks that they're those people. Right. But they're not. Because it's an exploitation <laughs> yeah. of the technology. Um, I was going to say too, to your point, Steve, that you're saying about how we deal with it. For me, I think a lot of it has been um, in the past five years figuring out how to be actually mildly intuitive and like use my brain and heart at the same time because I'll watch stuff sometimes. And prior to like doing this, I would see what people were saying. Like, okay, that makes sense. That's right. logical. That makes sense. And now there's some people I look at and I'm going, what the? F- you're full of shit. Like right. you can tell. You can just people. tell. They're, yeah. they're, and sometimes your intuition can be wrong, so you can't just go based on feelings. But you can combine like your yeah. logic it's and just your about feelings. Critical to go, thinking. <laughs> it's literally just critical yeah. thinking. Like most people don't really want to spend any amount of time thinking more about anything than yeah. they have to. Like if they're like, I want food, they're going to go get it as fast as they can and they're going to eat it and they're not going to analyze what it was. They're not going to think about where it came from. They just want to do it and get it over with. And I think people who want more than that learn more and see more and uh experience more. But that's also a skill that isn't, totally. isn't being taught either totally. like critical thinking and, and uh, deep diving into subjects and like pausing and taking a moment for speaking or saying or doing like this, this should be stuff that we are, we are ushering into the youth and schools and stuff, but we're, we're not, especially right. these days, you know, I right. mean, and the youth has the, the internet and the phone and everything as well. So it's the distractions are there. The, imme- the immediate gratification yeah. is there. But as a society, we're not leaning into battling that yet I, I because right. we're, we're yeah. still responding to it. We're all still figuring out how to live in a society with an information sharing system like yeah. the one that we that have right everyone now. That everyone has a hold of. Dude, that we everyone has access by to. This. Yeah. Blindsided. Right. We're right. still reeling. We're still in the, right. like, the reactionary like, how the fuck do we live like this yeah. um, moment? And I don't know how I don't know how we get to where we need to be with that. I guess you're right. Like, I think it's, like, certainly education. It's educating people how to critical, how to think, how to, like, continue on processing things when they happen and, like, take a moment to, like, breathe. really breathe and think about things and not just jump to the next screen or, or do something else to distract yourself. Like, certainly. But I also think it's kind of what Elliot's talking about, too, which is... Is like that intuition that kind of like mm-hmm. like some people have a higher intuition some people don't and some people's intuitions are like broken it doesn't work or they're always wrong or whatever but there is like a I think there's like a balance between like knowing that if something's bothering you you could just do a little critical thinking and you could probably figure it out on your own and also having intuition yeah is where the like sweet spot of like growth and knowledge and intelligence kind of like I don't you know. mix it all around and then you go nah, i don't care anymore yeah see that's the <laughs> I'm thing take a right nap. right, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and intuition's tough too because it's like yeah follow your heart but then somebody was like i followed my intuition straight to the capital right like it's just you never know yeah no totally and never that's, one yeah. or the other well and that's yep. that yeah that's and it, i mean to bring it back to kind of like the aliens thing like i my, what? my whole thought was like it's so crazy when you because now you're digging into like the flat earth stuff like you said and like well that well like you know not in an interested not in no. a way of where you're interested well, in a perspective but just because you're curious you know how you sometimes can click on people's profiles and i was like this person sounds like a crazy person right and i clicked through their on their <laughs> yeah. profile and then i saw that they were that i was you no know, but they call it a uh 
globe skepticism or something Whoa. like that. Because they because the Whoa. flat earthers on Reddit is just people skepticism. making making fun of flat earth people. Right. Uh, but that's wow. how I found it. Uh, and it's it is it's wow. Well, what do you think, Joe? What's about your, what about what? Well, I want to know where we're, like why do you, don't it curve? Well, do you know <laughs> when you look out? Like I I really feel like, and this is just my intuition, I guess, but I feel like that fucking documentary that came out about flat earthers. That that big oh, one. I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like isn't that, it by the end they're like, like oh it curves. Dude, to me that documentary like effectively killed flat earthers. Like I thought that was the yeah. end. Like you, how can you how can you watch that and not be like oh yeah we look oh, like idiots. This guy was calling people globies. Globies. But see, you, you can't tell when people are like joking Globies about it. Globies is my favorite. Willy Wonka I, I thought candy. he was. I checked. I mean, it's hard to tell. But... I use both my intuition <laughs> and my logic to go. Oh, he's crazy. But okay. do you think that, like, do you guys think flat Earth is still a thing? That... I. It's honestly the fact that you brought it up is the first time it's been right? thought in my brain. That's for what I'm years. saying. Like, it's yeah. always been such a. I've I've just well, disregarded it. It's so ludicrous. It. Yeah. It's the most ludicrous. Yeah. Of all of the like the hill that that you die on theories, it's not even my understanding, and it could be wrong. It's not even an old theory, like right. They, it's like ancient. It must be. I don't even think it's ancient. I think it like I don't think I could be wrong. There was never much of a, po- a point where people really believed that we had a flat Earth. They just believed that the sun went around us. I don't think that there was really ever a time where culture as a whole <laughs> like believed. was like, well, it's, you drop off if you go too far. <laughs> maybe they did. Maybe like in the Babylonian era. And maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I heard that about flat earth, that it's it's people think it's this antiquated thing, but it's, it's, it's mean, new, which okay. makes it <laughs> so funny. You guys know more about the flat earth world than I do. Sort of. Like, I watched that what documentary. Is, what, is their, what is their reasoning for why we've never seen the edge? Yeah, that's a good question because I don't really know. But what You'll I remember, fall off, man. But here's what I remember <laughs> about it. Um, here's what I remember about the, about the documentary. I think there were they followed a team that were trying to build their own telescope uh-huh. so they could see the Eiffel Tower from like Ohio or something. <laughs> that's awesome. Like I think, right? Like that's what I, I think that's what happens. And they try to do it, and it doesn't work. Okay, I was wrong. Many ancient cultures did subscribe to a flat Earth cosmology. Many, yeah, I figured. Yeah, many. Greece until the Glasgow period. What the fuck? Bronze yeah. Age. But I mean, Elliot, wasn't know. there a thing where they were building a telescope so they could see Paris? It was. Um, it was a <laughs> thing in a lake that uh, the because they knew the water was flat. It was like the perfect spot. Perfect to spot. See. And then they had they held a sign <laughs> that they could see the laser pointer, yeah. and they knew that if it went up or down, uh, that it would be a, a curved Earth. Right. Uh, oh, right. And then it ends like <laughs> with them just seeing it is a curve. It is a curve. And, and then like, it, huh. I think at first they were like, well, it's a broken machine. Right. And right. then they fixed it, did it again. And then they, they were, yeah. They had to accept it. They had I to mean, accept that's, I mean, that's some high, that's gold. some good shit. That gold. I mean, you love to that's see it. That's just You pure, really love to see it. That's a McDonald's it. Big Mac for my brain. I love it. <laughs> feed me that Here's trash. Here's the deal. I, I'm going to fucking oh, make... Oh, curve? That's like, crazy. I will make fun of flat earthers. Like, I don't think that... Like, I don't think anybody's like, don't make fun of flat earthers. And it's like, don't bully in general, obviously. But like... When there's a when there's an idea like an idea that like you can perpetuate and and spread that is potentially dangerous, which I think is because if you start to believe in flat Earth, you you start to believe in all the other shit that comes along with believing in flat Earth, and I think that's dangerous. Nine eleven truthers, uh, right? Like fucking chemtrails and fucking all that shit, and it's like. To me, it's like if you're gonna be, if you're gonna perpetuate that and potentially grow this stupid, harmful idea, then you could just go eat a dick because that's so. You're an idiot. You're a stupid idiot. You're a dumb idiot. You're a big dumb idiot. You're a big dumb idiot, and you need to know it. And you'll love to see it when they when they realize they're dumb idiots. Oh, absolutely! It's it's wonderful. Um, The best thing. Schadenfreude. I think. Yeah, Schadenfreude or whatever. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Oh, is the laser? Oh, it is. Oh, I think. The earth is curved. That's crazy. <sighs> anyway, so um, I don't know. I was just curious about where you were with aliens and stuff right now because it's like. It comes and goes like this. It's yeah, yeah. Just it's like a, it does. Yeah, right at the top. Like, right it, the do. Top. like I, uh, it do. I mean, look, and I truly 
have no theories on what any of it is except to say that it is all fascinating. It is a oh, wild Oh, yeah, endlessly. I, I can't, like, if you ever want, if anybody ever wants to just sit down and talk about fucking UFOs, like, Tacos. I'm in, baby. You should just, just do, do an Instagram live and see what Let's happens. Let's talk about UFOs. Yeah. yeah. I want just, all your theories and shit. <laughs> you know who's hugely into UFOs and shit? Allie at Let's Get Haunted. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know, they're trying to get Lou Elizondo on there on oh, Twitter, which dude, would be great. They, will, they just will, like, I, we did, I did their show a couple of times. Shout out to Let's Get Haunted. It's a great show. Um, and after the show, we just would, like, keep talking about, like, aliens and, I like, ghosts on, yeah. and shit. You, you absolutely have to. It's a great show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ads, and we got some good ones today. First, I want to talk to you about Green Chef, the healthy meal kit delivery service that straight up rocked my world this week. I made three meals from it. It was awesome. They've got some bullet points here. I'm going to read them all. They say read two, but I'm going to read them all because I think they're all relevant. Green Chef lets you choose a wide array of easy to follow recipes, perfect for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, or even if you just wanna eat in a more balanced way. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes, that is very true, I'll get to that in a second, that go way beyond the ordinary. They make leading a healthier lifestyle easier than ever with satisfying home-cooked dinners with options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around, also true. Everything is hand-picked featuring organic veggies and high-quality proteins delivered to your door, pre-measured and mostly prepped, in insulated packaging. And Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions in plastic packaging in every box so you can feel great about what you're eating and how you get it to your table. I think those are all relevant and important, but now we do the part where we talk about my experience, which was wonderful. Here's what I like about Green Chef. It shows up, box, they make it easy, they give you uh, pre-packaged meals with directions that are easy to follow, but they make you feel like a capable cooking god. I made this pork chop recipe with rosemary sauce and jasmine rice, and it's something that I wouldn't normally eat, and I did now, and myself and the kids loved it. And speaking of my kids, uh, I have a daughter who is very gluten intolerant, among other things. You give them those specifications, send them to Green Chef, Tell them that's, that's how your dietary needs are living your life for you. And they'll send you meals that are specific to your dietary needs. I didn't have to worry once about what I was making for my daughter or my family. They made it easy. They made it delicious. They made it healthy. And I highly, highly recommend it. Um, on top of it all, on top of it all, you learn. Like... It's kind of like taking a mini cooking class because you're seeing how all these ingredients go together and you kind of see the secret in the sauce. So highly, highly recommend it. And now I'm gonna to go to my call to action. Go to greenchef.com slash valleycast100 and use code valleycast100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Greenchef.com slash valleycast100 and use code valleycast100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Do it. It's worth it. It's it's delicious, and I highly recommend it, and I want to know what you guys get and what you make, and hit me with your reviews. And now I would like to talk to you all about Cuts, another product that Elliot and I are very excited about and find incredibly comfortable and could not shout out any more. Uh, recently, recently, I went to the driving range for the first time in years, years, and it was a moment worth celebrating for two reasons. I didn't kill anybody, <laughs> and I I hit two or three very straight and very far, and I'm very, very proud of that. We won't talk about the ones that I did not hit straight or far, but it was a moment worth celebrating and a moment I was proud of, and that's serendipitous because Cuts is also having a moment that they're celebrating. To mark five years of creating clothing that can be dressed up or down for anything, Cuts is having a month-long anniversary celebration. So whether you're hustling for a promotion, working on your golf swing like me, or just chilling with friends, Cuts Clothing keeps you feeling good and looking sharp. And again, I cannot say that they are... I cannot not say what do I want to say. They are the most comfortable shirt that I have in the closet right now. Um, both the long sleeve, the short sleeve, the hoodies, they're all incredibly, incredibly comfortable. So get ready and stay ready for any occasion with clothes that combine classic designs, universally flattering fits, and next level textile technology. GQ Magazine calls the classic Pika Tri-Blend Tee the only shirt worth wearing, and I incredibly agree. Like I said, it's the most comfortable thing I have in my closet. 
Cuts hoodies feature specifically and specially developed Hyperloop French Terry fabric, a material that's temperature controlled and ageless, and that's science, everybody. Put some science on your stuff. Or try the wrinkle-free Pika Polo, a design that keeps you fitted for the office, the golf course, or even your next hot date. Cuts is premium with a purpose. Each piece is crafted with custom engineered fabric in a comfortable fit without compromising on timeless, universally flattering style. So again, I highly, highly recommend you guys give this a shot. Um, this is one of those one of those ad reads where we're like, do it, give it a shot. We are 100% above, and well, not above, but behind how comfortable and awesome these shirts are. So this month marks Cuts' fifth anniversary and they're doing it big with two collection drops a product launch, and a week-long special event. So join the celebration and get 15% off site-wide by going to cutsclothing.com slash valleycast. That's cutsclothing.com slash valleycast for 15% off and access to anniversary events all month long. Get your shirts, put them on your body, go to the driving range, don't kill anybody. All right, back to the show. Can I plug my show? show? Yeah, Yeah. do it. Uh, August 18th and 19th, if you guys are into uh, UFOs, I do talk about them a little bit, but mostly about uh, my powers as a wizard. I will be at the Funny Bone Comedy Club in Columbus, Ohio, uh, on the 19th, and Liberty Township on the 18th. You can get tickets at LAMorgan.com slash tour. Did I say that right? What are you talking about, Kevin? Dude, it's crazy. It sounds like a fake place. It sounds like, yeah, Liberty Township. It sounds like a Sim City. Sounds like a place I'd want to stay away from. I love, like, the. I'm I'm excited to see who, if anyone, shows up. The unabashed naming of comedy clubs across the country just cracks me up. Here comes, I'll be at Wanka's on Friday and Saturday. I'll be at Jerk Off Tavern on Sunday. I'm at Cum Buckets on Thursday, and I'm going to be at Kissy Factory. Hey, I'll be in uh, Liberty Township at the Ha Ha Pit. That's right. Oh, and we're doing two toots in Tucson, two toots Arizona. Two toots and tootsies. Yeah, that's a double and almost sold out. Low ticket oh, um, count. I'm going to be, actually, I'm uh, tit, me and Tit Fart are going to be at uh, the Potato Room. Yeah, at, the Potato <laughs> Hey, yeah, and we saw just because all you guys were asking for it, we've added some tour dates. We'll be at a Billings, Montana at Chuckle Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, and they're the, struggling right now. So yep. come on by. So come it's, over uh, to Chuckle Fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Listen to some ha ha. Yeah, and the giggle cupboard in uh, New Mexico. <laughs> We're gonna giggle cupboard. We're gonna. I love it. I love it. It's and why not? Why not have fun with it? Um, oh, how how was it? How was going on the road after all this crazy shit? It's nice. It was great. Was it, I'm very was excited. Was it weird? About it. Did you fall right back into the? I love the being on stage part. It's the time before that I get real nervous, but and the traveling is a little, a little, 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 little tough. Being yeah. on a plane right now, being sucks. on a plane, sucks. I'm avoiding it at all. But costs. um, the being on stage is very fun. Coming up, new stuff, talking to people, seeing people again is really nice. Seeing uh, the audience. And, Did you rock a full hour, a full new hour? Uh, most of the time, I've done around fifty. I think fifty wow, minutes. Nice yeah. job. So, how much yeah. of it is your written material? How much of it is just kind of like it's all half written and half not written yeah. right now yeah and then i kind of i've been ending with just an older bit that i enjoy and then uh and then getting off stage and then hanging out with people so that's, that's a nice little yeah. man i just like it was so weird going from like feeling like we kind of beat this thing a little bit like for some weird reason we beat it felt like we got through the worst of it and they were like if you're vaccinated you're free, you're free from this prison and and you can wear them you don't have to wear a mask indoors with a bunch as long as people aren't lying about being vaccinated and, and so it was like we had this like sweet spot of mm-hmm. like we're free it feels yeah. like like obviously the world is still struggling it's with a it sweet and spot of hope it was a sweet spot of hope for us on an individual basis, and so we, I like I went to Vegas and like I went to, I went to uh, Arrowhead with friends, like Arrowhead with friends, and like I was going and doing things. You went went on a fucking little tour mm-hmm. and like, and it's just now it just feels like they're taking it away again. It's uh, yeah, I was listening <laughs> to that that uh, Harris podcast about vaccine hesitancy, and the doctor was like, uh, it's like the reverse of what was supposed to happen. He was like, it was so supposed to crazy. be that enough people got vaccinated, it would create herd immunity for everyone. But what's actually happened is we've dropped down on the vaccination rate so much to like a tenth of what they were at yeah. the, the top. They and did now, jump up re- again recently. Did they? Get, yeah, because yeah, now the it's he was like, yeah, this is a few weeks <laughs> Cause ago. Because it's scary again. And it's scary again, yeah. I and it's, look, uh, we, the, <laughs> the hardest part was like doing what we should have been, what everyone should have done, which was, and again, like we were privileged enough to be able to work from home and we were fine for the most part. But like 
most people didn't do that and still did shit and still spread the thing around. And so the most frustrating part was like doing the right thing and still having to suffer yeah. for it. And I would say too, just to mention that podcast again, it was very good at clarifying because I'll read stuff too and be like, is this like, is, is mm-hmm. this, uh, people are making some bold name. claims about this. It's Eric Topol is the, uh, the doctor. He's on Twitter, T-O-P-O-L. Um, and he like goes through all the data and he's like, the stuff you're hearing is not from like adjudicated uh, databases and these people don't understand that like clinical trials work and this is the largest clinical trial, uh, one of the largest in the history of the world and it's been with the focus on super successful ending this yes and with the yeah and so and they have data from people who aren't vaccinated and they have data from people who are vaccinated and all roads seem to point to just getting vaccinated being a, a safer uh route. right i also read something interesting like not to just like we don't have to go deep into this because well, you, this that's is what such, they come to us for folks we're gonna <laughs> it's such a hot button thing and obviously we're all affected by it and i'm sure our listeners know people who are affected by it or are affected by it but i saw a post that um you know it was it was someone was like you know we just don't know what's in this shit they released the vaccine way too quickly and we just don't know and someone's response to that seemed really intelligent and well thought out and they i'm paraphrasing but basically what they said was is that like 90% of the vaccine is stuff that they already have been using for like decades in medicine against like the flu against like all this shit. Like most of what's in it is already stuff that is, has been utilized in medicine and works and has been through clinical trials for years and years and years. Yep. So it was a really interesting perspective because it was like, well, I didn't know that. No, me neither. But I also was just trusting what most professionals, who made their, who dedicate their lives to medicine type people were saying and I, and you know that's where I was coming from but it was like so interesting to see that like there's really not much of an argument against the fucking vaccine at this I point I mean again we're in this atmosphere we're in this societal inflection point where everybody's an expert unfortunately right, you right. don't listen to the experts the, again that podcast i was listening to i was just looking at it, it was, it's actually the bill simmons podcast he yeah yeah this, that, that that i guy. listened to that episode. but there's another one he's on it oh again, nice, nice he's really good it's either Derek thompson or mike giuseppe one of the two but anyways he's just this really well-spoken i, I don't know if he's a doctor but um I think he's a journalist. Anyways, he's talking about all the points, but like when the polio vaccine came out, again, during an era where experts were experts, you listened to people in their field, everybody celebrated and lined up for the polio That's exactly vaccine. Exactly what the Eric Topol they, guy said, yeah. And, and they got they got the prick. No because politics, it wasn't a political no politics, thing, yeah. no nothing. And that's that's the big difference that we're dealing so with right sad, now. Yeah. It's so and it's so funny how like I mean funny because you have to laugh at, at it because it's already happened and there's nothing you could do about it. But it's so funny that like just, just how you could turn the tide and completely change history. By just being so stupid and not thinking <laughs> and saying such destructive things to an audience of like open ears, essentially. Like mm-hmm. it's so the power of 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 just like ah the power. Just the power yeah. people have. And it's it's cr- mind blowing. The amount of people too that like they'll just believe what astronauts say, like they think so- they no one I know who believes in a globe theory of the earth, a ball theory of the earth has ever actually seen it. So I'm just like, it's like, <laughs> how is it? So how can you be so strong? How can you be so certain? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you just look been into to it. space? Just look at it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I was going to say... Um, wow, we went some places today. We certainly Holy crap. did. We're only at 46 minutes, too. It feels wow. like we were certainly going longer, but... Um, do we want to do this fucking head-to-head movie movie thing? We'll just do a super quick... Uh, I'll have what she's having. A heaping plate of Connor and a top of literary figures like Tom Sawyer and Captain Nemo. Oh, yeah, I know that one. You know that one, Steve? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, when Harry met Sally League of Extraordinary Yes, Gentlemen. it is. <laughs> that was not really my best sex moan. Yeah. <laughs> some of, the, some some of, of the them are hilarious. Directions yeah. on them. Yeah. Will the musical you it, one? You will, know too many. I do. Will I there be them. a musical expansion? I don't know. Well, I don't know. If we'll there see. is, you should make an optional. You have to sing this. Okay. Well, we're gonna do one more, just one more, because we've okay. done enough over the last two episodes that we don't want to give the whole box away. But this is a good one. I like this one. 
A birthday wish curses a father with the inability to speak untruths. And when he tries, all he can say is, This is my boomstick! Elliot knows the first movie. Is it Liar, Liar, Army of Darkness? Yeah, baby! <laughs> I don't remember that one. I was like, this one's real weird. Liar, <laughs> I don't remember. Liar. Do you remember that one, Kevin? No, liar, Liar, Army of Darkness. <laughs> wow, that's great. I was like, Liar, Liar, Evil Dead? Yeah, buddy. That's great. Good job. Isn't it called Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness? No, the, th- the third one is Army Are you sure? of Darkness. Okay, okay. The second one is just Evil oh, Dead right, 2, right, which right. is a That's remake right. and also it, a sequel, which is really weird. First time in history, I, I swear to God. Yeah. No, no. There's one more. No, no. It's just like that? Yeah. That, uh, you can't watch the first oh, Evil Dead. Oh, Funny Games. Wait. Well, no, no. That was a remake, but not a sequel. That was a right, French right, right. movie. You're right, you're right. That was a very right, disturbing right. French movie that you should never watch. That became watch. a very disturbing American movie. <laughs> Dude, no, that movie makes you feel so weird. I hate it's it. Not, it's not great. I hate it. I mean, it's worth a watch if you like... Um, Just having your... Mumblecore, violent mumblecore with like no hope and no... Yeah, no What's it called? It's called <laughs> Funny Games. Funny it's Games. It's about these two boys... It's a home invasion movie about these two crazy maniacs that just like uh, kidnap yeah. a family and torture them, essentially. It's uh, it's not... It's just not it's not fun. your brain. It's not fun. It's, nope. not, a, it's not a fun watch. Um, okay, you guys want to do a Would You Rather and then get out of here? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Would you rather do this thing or do the other thing? There's two options. You'll probably think about it too hard, and then somebody will inevitably go, well, look, you don't have to go that deep into it, and the other person, well, you're supposed to because it's a would you rather, so you're supposed to take the hypothetical a little too far, but then the other person's like, no, you just answer it, spur of the moment, and then there becomes a knockdown drag-out fight, and we talk too much about the spur rules of, of the, the game moment. as opposed to the actual game itself or the hypothetical. And then someone else inevitably goes, wait, but let me add this other thing and make it better for my point. Yep. And then the other person goes, wait, hey, you can't do that. That's just... And then Joe much. at the end always adds, would you eat a toe? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And with this comes a toe. Would you rather mm. have uh. twice the lung capacity mm. or be twice as fluent in all languages? Twice as fluent what does that in mean? all languages. What is twice as fluent? Wait, no, twice oh, oh, as fluent oh. in all languages doesn't mean anything to me. No, uh, twice times zero, zero is still nothing. zero. Yeah. 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 Okay, it says, okay, to clear things up, you have twice the gains, and that applies for both. And neither comes with negative effects or drawbacks. Your lungs would both would get both bigger and be more efficient, or you would be able to write, read, speak, and learn languages better. Even still, learning a language at twice my ability to learn a language isn't that great. I mean, this is a tough one. I, I do go back and forth in my mind, to be honest. I don't know about the idea of having big old lungs. It sounds like that might be a health problem later, but I'm assuming this is like a healthy... Is a good yeah, thing. You just get some more yeah, like oxygen your body, up in your body. Your body I like is that. equipped for it, yeah. Like you could maybe run a marathon. Or swim longer. Mm, or swim There's longer. so much to read still that I have in English. I haven't Imagine even... being able to swim longer. <laughs> My dream is to swim more. <laughs> is that where? That's not where my head went. <laughs> I guess hold your breath longer. Yeah, like I don't know. No, I, no. I want to sleep. I want to dream longer. If, if it was actually being able to learn languages at a heightened rate that actually made sense, yeah, I'd choose that. But that's one. twice. Great. Twice as much. It says twice as much, but I don't think that would be much for me. I would. I, I would be able to make some gains. Twice as in much Espanol, is certainly better than what you're currently at. And I bet if you really applied yourself, you'd be surprised at how quickly you could learn a new language. Kevin's Joe. laughing at us. What's going on over here? No, I just laughed at you. I just can't believe it. <laughs> Steve <laughs> came after Joe like that. I'm No, no. I'm like, complimenting That would certainly Joe. be better no. than the rate at which you're currently Excuse studying me. languages. I am complimenting Joe. My goodness. You misunderstood. What I'm saying is, is that Joe would probably be surprised with how quickly he could learn a new language Probably. if he applied himself. And with that knowledge, being able to be two times better than that is probably better than you think. time to apply now, Say themselves. all that in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> with a toe in your mouth. Mijo. <laughs> okay, last one. Would you rather live in a world... Wait, what about you, Kevin? Would you rather have higher lung capacity? The lungs. Yeah. The lungs. Yeah, I think yeah, lungs, the lungs. Yeah. What would you do? He'd run. What are you going to do with them lungs? Put 
I mean, wouldn't you just feel better probably? I guess, because you can mm-hmm. take in more Exercise air. better, yeah. you know. Interesting. Climb I wonder what the better. downside yeah. to having Twice bigger better. lungs would be. Maybe maybe you're more susceptible to lung, lung type things. Yeah, yeah, like lung cancer, lung disease. Then I'll take the languages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Would you hmm. rather live in a world where John Wick is hunting you down or live in a Star Wars universe with Jar Jar as your travel partner forever? Oh, well, Jar Jar wasn't like a bad guy. He wasn't bad. He was just like annoying as fuck. He was bumbling, but he also had luck on his side. His bumblingness like yeah. ended like ended another army at <laughs> He just like stepped in shit and farted and he was like annoying and tripped over shit, broke shit. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Jar Jar. I'd be dead in 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, John, yeah. Dude, Even John if Wick I'm turned on the horse other side into of a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're fucked. Like, and if you pick John wild. Wick, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, there's nobody who could, like, John Wick is an unstoppable robot. You gotta hate Jar Jar to really yeah. go. John right. Wick killed everybody that was John Wickish. Yeah. I'm yeah. not John Wickish. No. Exactly. <laughs> no. And he killed them easily. Easily. We're, we're dead. We're dead. Yeah. Now, I'm going to kick it with Jar Jar. He's going to show me some of his Jar Jar tech on his weird planet, and we're going to explore the galaxy together. It's going to be fun. Do you think, though, if you yourself was getting hunted by John Wick and you're not a criminal, you could then, like, call the police and say, I'm getting hunted down by no. this man. The police they... can't stop him. Mm-hmm. But what about, like, what if they brought in, like, a whole... Like, what would happen would be, like... Who do you think we're talking about here, Kevin? (laughs) Kevin, this is John Wick. Have you watched John Wick? (laughs) Well, here's what what would happen. Here's what would happen. I just think... I bet I could get out of it. Kevin, you're in the camp that you just don't want to hang out with Jar Jar, huh? Wait, here's what would happen. Here's here's what would really happen. You go to the police and say, like, I am being hunted down by a fucking bounty hunter and he's going to kill me. If you could somehow convince them that this is true, they'd probably put you somewhere safe, right? No matter where that is, John Wick will find it. Police are on the take. You're dead. You're so dead. Dude, you'd probably die on the way to the safe house. (laughs) Like John Wick would come up on a horse and just like kill every cop. (laughs) John John Wick would just like call you up and be like, hey, Look, you're dead now. We, we both know that you you're not going to survive yeah. this. And so why I, don't you just say I, I don't really have the time. Can you just handle this for me? Why don't you just? Anyway, like, I brought Jar Jar with me. Why don't you guys? All right. Um, okay, wait. I have one more really quick. Would you rather fight a gorilla or a polar bear? Both are angry at you, and you cannot calm them down. You are going to fight it in its habitat, and you are not affected by cold if you pick the polar bear. Oh man, I think so. I th- there's a part you're of me that thinks home turf. the part of me thinks, and you're not affected by the cold. You're not affected by the That's cold. That's actually horrible. Like at least you could go into like hypothermia and shock and die, but yeah. not with the polar bear. That worries me about. I think the gorilla could be more efficient, but I'm also very afraid that the gorilla might turn you into like the sex frog. Like oh they, yeah, and or just use you as like not totally kill you, and then use you just as some kind of like play toy yeah, and like fling a, you like, around. Yeah, and give stuff. it to its kids I to like throw around. And polar bear will go after your neck. Yeah, polar bear might get you pretty quick. Uh, man, I mean, so okay, and you'll what, be nice and okay, toasty. So we're talking. So we're talking about room temperature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about as comfortable as you are right now. Yeah, great. <laughs> but so, but like, okay, we know that we're going to die. We're not gonna. We're, so we're just talking about the best death at this point. Oh. But is there any sweltering hope? jungle? Is, do you with have a gorilla? Like, do you have any hope? Like, do you have any kind of like? Are you gonna defend yourself or try to fight in some way? Literally, all I have is my charisma, and that's not gonna work. Maybe the charisma might work on. I could maybe be cool with the gorilla, but that says that yeah. specifically, I can't do anything to convince it otherwise. Because here's what oh. I would do. Like, if I was like, I am dead. Let's say, let's say I pick the gorilla. I'm in the jungle. Suddenly, boop, I'm in the jungle. And a gorilla is like, <laughs> it's coming after me and shit. He's like, he's like running at full speed. I'm like, all right, well, this is the end for sure. <laughs> but what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to look for like maybe a stick. I got a stick. And I'm going right for the eyes. Man. Yeah. And yeah. maybe I can like stun, like if I get it right through the eye and could get to the brain or something. Do you think of how maybe. often, I think we've had enough conversations over the years that we've like numerous times have went, hell no, I'd never fight a chimp. Oh Chimp yeah, would tear but my face off. Is- this is a gorilla. <laughs> I mean, I, no, and that's the thing. Like, even me saying like I would try to stab it in the eye. Like before I could even think about it, I would have already been like 
smashed. By the time you saw a stick to yeah, grab and would, said, that stick's not the, the right, you'd be dead. The fist would be in my memories <laughs> yeah. by that point. Like, <laughs> Dude, we don't even think like a gorilla's mouth with its like big Those teeth. fucking like, fangs, like, It dude. also could just bite like, a big old chunk out of you. Crunch your head oh. down. Yeah. All right. Well, let's but end sometimes this. Sometimes at the zoo, you drop sunglasses and they put them on their face and look real cute. Yes, they, they do. That was an orangutan. Yes, they was do. It? Oh, it was an orangutan. Orangutan. Dude, they're saying that they're smarter than we ever thought they were. Really? We're learning like animals are a lot smarter like in general than we thought oh, they were it took us this it's long. gonna kind of turn into a big old political thing i think real soon oh man I like can... that smart yeah cool kind yep. of what, in that like they're gonna get some paper there's... like not danger of like overthrowing but like smarter than we ever thought like, like they actually like can think and shit oh, <laughs> yeah well, all right all right ladies fine. and gentlemen and babies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the valley cast <laughs> uh we're gonna end with one more this will be from the tv show movie game card look we're just excited tv show bitly.com slash movie movie game this is a good one on are you ready a therapist is pushed over the edge when an annoying patient befriends his family and runs a struggling restaurant specializing in pun-inspiring beef sandwiches. What about Bob's Burger? Boom, baby! Right off the bat. Good job. All right. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to check out your own copy of the Movie Movie Game, you can go to kickstarter.com slash the Movie Movie Game or bit.ly.com slash Movie Movie Game. I think it's Movie Movie Game both. Yeah, not not the. Not the, yeah. yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. And there's, yeah, all that. Flash sale, movie poster, Mm -hmm. um, links in the description. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you guys very much. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you to Kevin. Thank you to Ryan and uh, Casey. In the modern era, the pseudoscientific belief in a flat earth that's been expressed by a variety of individuals and groups. English writer Samuel Robotham, writing under the pseudonym Parallax, produced in 1849 a pamphlet, Zetetic Astronomy, arguing for a flat Earth, published results of many experiments. What? Do you think John Wick could take the gorilla? <laughs> Do you think John Wick could take the gorilla? <laughs>